0: Hi, everyone. Welcome to Unjustified True Beliefs, the podcast in which we talk about the beliefs we have, and we try to validate them using philosophy, psychology, and maths. Today on our show, we have Akshay Bhardwaj, Kartik Kannan, Mohameda nath Apurva Bapat, and Jyoti Dukar. And today we're discussing, is it easier to pay attention to what we already believe in? We live in a very distracted world uh, at the moment. We have so many stimuli, so many advertisements so many interactions happening and everything is craving our attention and it is said that energy flows where our attention goes so in this podcast we'll be discussing where are we investing our energy and uh, are we stuck in a loop of looking at the same information are we living in a world of our own so this topic was suggested by momita nath so i would open up the floor asking her this question. What do you think about this topic? And why did you choose this topic? Let's hear from her and then we'll go around the room.
1: Okay. Hey, uh, so, yeah, this topic about paying attention to what you believe in. Yeah, I have been thinking about this because I think attention is one of the most limited resources that we have available to us. Uh, so... Uh, I don't know, I just wanted to discuss about what everyone on this call or or on this podcast usually has a greater tendency to pay attention to. Is it something that they believe in or is it a domain that is kind of aligned to, I don't know, their goals or passions? Or Yeah, this is a a topic that has really intrigued me for quite some time. Uh, But personally, I, I think I tend to pay attention to things and discussions and and documentaries and people who kind of align with i don't know my beliefs because probably it's due to confirmation bias i i want them to again this is tying back to one of your earlier episodes on the cognitive bias section where we kind of want to listen to people who kind of align with what we believe in to confirm what we believe in so it's 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 kind of semi-bias and then not wanting to learn a new domain so I, I don't know if it, it's kind of a potpourri of so many other things so yeah but I, I think I, I myself personally pay attention to things that align with my visions and goals so yeah that that's why I just wanted to explore.
0: That's a good point I, I feel that uh, just I'll take one example in, in my personal life I the YouTube algorithm gives me recommendation of the same songs or the same list over and over again. And I'm stuck in a loop where I'm listening to the same kind of music for the last six, seven months. I've never, the exploration element of lo- listening to something new, something completely outside my comfort zone, that has reduced for me. So is was that the reason you wanted to explore this topic? And are like other people feeling the same? Is uh. So let me ask someone else on this. Is Are you feeling that you are looking at the same kind of information over and over again? Akshay, what do you think about this?
2: I, have actually, I resonate with the topic. If you ask me, my attention directly goes to something which I like. I will not just stick to the point in what I believe in, but something which I like or something which I want to hear. By default, my attention goes there. For example, I'm talking to all of you. And if any one of you say something which I believe in, then my attention, my listening, everything will be filtered in such a way that I take most of that, and I might just filter out many other things which might be right, which might be true, but I generally don't have an opinion or a belief in that. However, I have a few different thoughts which I would like to discuss and maybe get your views on. I've seen that sometimes your attention goes to something which you do not believe in or something. uh, things which you don't agree with many a times uh, that's that's where people become critical if you are evaluating something if you are reviewing a document or doing something and you suddenly look at something which you think is not correct and that's where all your attention goes so i think that's a different side of this let's hear it from the rest sure um that's
0: a good point i would ask karthik about it is is does his attention go naturally or more easily towards the things he already believes in or does it go towards the thing which is com- completely opposite to what he believes in and what does he think uh, what what does he think about this topic
3: it the most definitely goes towards something that i naturally believe in the one example that i could think of was the most recent example of the presidential debate that happened and we had two candidates in here uh, uh, by the presidential debates, I mean, here in the United States. So, um, yeah. So the problem was you find yourself completely blocking out whatever the other candidate is saying simply because you do not, you have not agreed with him in the past and then you kind of root for the other candidate. So yeah, I, I definitely agree with that, that we have a tendency to slowly keep getting deeper into our beliefs that we get, uh, that we agree with. And another angle that I think about this is when was the last time that I got a news article that was not recommended to me by an algorithm. So like, I don't remember the last time it happened to me. And just by the nature of that, I feel we, our bubbles are getting smaller and we are constantly getting information that agrees with us agrees with our beliefs i hear you um
0: i would ask apurva the next question that uh, do you do you usually consume information which is recommended to you by uh, by your phone by your recommendation system or do you uh, do you listen to things which are more out uh, uh out of the ordinary like some when people recommend you stuff or you hear it from someone uh someone in your friend circle so what's your usual path to exploring something new on do you feel that we are trapped in a, a isolation bubble where we are consuming the same information over and over again
4: uh, i think it's a it's a very uh, it's a mix of both like uh for example uh if, in when it comes to um uh, YouTube or uh, it comes to musical, uh, I, I think I I have like a, a certain set or, or certain categories in which I, I actually enjoy those things. And I tend to gravitate towards those. But there are some things for which I, uh, I, I hear about things or I have this habit of talking to anybody I meet. And so generally, whenever I'm talking to them, uh, I, I get to hear new things and then I will go and uh, check it out um and or i'm I'm discussing with somebody then uh i'll make a mental note of the things that i found interesting and then uh i will go and research on it so i think it's it's a mix of both but most definitely when it when it comes to consuming entertainment i feel like i have i am in a situation where i i gravitate towards a certain type of entertainment
0: I see. And all your entertainment choices are recommended to you by a recommendation engine and it it is like directing you towards the same kind of material. Uh, do you usually go out uh, of the kind of genre you, you're, you know, you're normally com- a comfortable with or you usually enjoy and try something completely different genre?
4: It happens, but it doesn't ha- Uh, when it happens, it's uh, it's most of the times when some somebody suggested me like it's not uh, it's not by algorithm where I will search for an entertainment that is out of my um, my my zone. So there, there are very few times when I when I go out of that when it comes to like, videos or something watching on Netflix or my or my music.
0: Correct. I would ask Jyoti a bigger question. Uh, which you know, looking at this problem from a bigger scope, do you think this problem where we are getting the same information from the same sources or like the similar kind of information, and we are restricted on in our worldview? creating a polarization in the society where some people feel that the world is bad because they're always looking at information which is more bad towards hatred and stuff like that and there's some people who are totally oblivious to what's happening in other parts of the society and they're looking at completely different view of the world do you think that is that is happening in your uh you know in your life or do you feel it's it's a phenomena worldwide
5: Hi. Hey, so I, to begin with, I do agree that uh, on some channels, if you watch or search for certain things, it will keep showing you the same thing again and again, or things which are, uh, support uh, what you already are viewing or reading. But uh, with me, the thing is, I follow a lot of things. With me, as personally, I'm just curious about everything. Everything interests me like i want to know about everything and then i decide if i'm if i want to pay attention to it or not even then most of the time i will end up watching or reading something things which i have zero interest in it still happens but if i solely depend on these platforms then yes it is creating an environment in which people keep getting fed I am saying fed because it's not something they are choosing, it's something which is being given to them without their knowledge that they are being fed the same thing again and again and again. I mean, I cannot be sure about anything but there is definitely uh, a section of society which is very very strongly believing in a certain version of a truth and the other section believes in something which is completely opposite and both of them can be very extreme and like you said polarizing at times but uh, i believe both of them are pretty far from the truth and the truth is something which is completely entirely different so it is very difficult in this uh, in this present times of uh, media overload to figure out what is actually happening and what is something which has been which has been you know cooked for your uh, for your entertainment for someone to increase their uh, increase their presence on social media or news or anything like that
0: got it um, I, I agree with you Even I believe that we are uh, living more in ourselves it's more an individualistic society, uh, society where we are getting affirmation towards the belief system we already hold and and uh, just easier to believe in things which we are already comfortable with. And it I don't know how to break out of this circle. Usually it used to happen that people make a trip to a different place or they they meet different people and they're exposed to a lot of different ways of living. And that opens up their mind, opens up their um, belief systems. And then you start looking at things from a completely different perspective. But now, because we are all our prime source of information is our cell phone or the internet sites we're using so we because we are taking all these decisions at one point it is it is empowering that we can get access to any any kind of information we want but we because it's in our nature to gravitate towards things we already believe in which is the confirmation bias we are going towards the things which aligns with our belief system which might or might not be true as you said So. Let's explore this topic in an open discussion.
1: So, I I have a quick thing that I want to mention here. I I think you want to kind of listen to people who live, breathe your kind of language and a kind of a mini me version of you because again, it, it comes from a place of security and comfort. I have mentioned this in a previous uh, podcast, and I'll I will do it again that as human beings, we love comfort, we love security, which is why we don't take that many risks. And we are a little, you know, we don't like to take risks because we think risk is equal to loss, which is why we kind of stick to options that we are used to and people we know and, and stuff like that. So, so yeah, I, I think it, it kind of is related to a human being's tendency to not take risks and and how he is not that open to yeah to, to avenues or domains which he doesn't know because he thinks that risk is equal to loss. So I, I think it kind of ties back to that. That whenever you are listening to someone who has an opinion which is different from what you believe in, you're kind of threatened at at at, at some kind of level, thinking that okay, okay, he thinks something else. So probably he is right, I'm wrong, and that's that's a big threat and or yeah, but I, I think it's kind of related to the whole security, comfort at a deep level, deep rooted level. And and I would probably open this up to the room if someone else has a similar thought or if they kind of agree with what I'm saying or, or what they think is the case. But but I think it's kind of tied to this.
3: I have um, a question. It's not. I. It's more of a clarifying question to both of you, Saransh and Mamata. I heard, uh, Saransh was talking about that. Uh, from what I heard, that he he was talking about that previously we had the avenues to travel, and you, uh, Mamata, were talking about the reasons why there might be this uh, issue. But I want to know: Do you guys think that? this issue is worse now than it was before. Like from what both of you said, you, I get that sense that you both feel that this is a problem that is worse, getting worse. Like people are getting more into their bubbles, uh, or while, well, I guess it's not, that's not, uh, I guess that's true. People are getting more into their bubbles, but I want to ask like, because from what I believe, People are no more susceptible to these, to believing what they already like than they were before. Uh, What I think is, A, it's become more obvious now because of the information that, hey, there are these isolated bubbles. There were isolated bubbles before, like things like the caste system in India or other things. There were bubbles before. They're just less. pronounced i guess because of lack of visibility now that the internet is connected i feel it's all more visible but yeah uh, throwing it back to you guys do you guys think it's a worse problem now than it was before or people were more open-minded before than they are now or open to new things
1: i don't know because earlier you had lesser options or, or at least that's what you thought. You thought that you had lesser options, so you didn't really think so much about this. But but right now, you kind of have more options. But again, it, it comes down to how aware you are and how open you are to learning. So based on that, it will kind of determine if the effect is more now or, or was the effect more in the 1940s. But yeah, the options are more now because, yeah, I mean, and the world is progressing and... Things are just more open and yeah, so there are more options now, but then again it comes down to how open you are to learning and to accepting new things and which kind of decides if you're willing to listen to something new or yeah. I, I, I think that doesn't matter if it's twenty twenty or nineteen forty, that that's a mindset problem. But yeah, we have more options now, but the mindset issue is still the same. So
2: so I would not call it an issue. I mean, to you know Karthik's point, I think what I believe is this is how humans are wired. You know, the bias which you spoke about, Mohameda, the confirmation bias, uh, the point to which uh, you and Apura both mentioned about, you know, we listening to people whom we trust. You know, in a way, it ties down back to what the topic of our discussion here is. We listen to people who we believe in. So in this group of, you know, close friends, if you suggest me a movie which I a genre of movie which I generally don't look watch, but if any one of you suggest me that, since I believe in you guys, I will believe in the credibility of that. Uh, I, you guys have a credibility, a credibility in front of me, and your opinion will matter more than a stranger or than an article which I read on the internet saying that these are the top ten movies. So I think it does tie down to how uh, humans inherently pay attention to again to the point of uh, you know there being more content more algorithms to you know leverage this uh, behavior of humans that their attention generally goes towards something which is extreme and i think uh, one of you was talking about the polarizing nature i think it was karthik i i still believe that it is not just something which you believe in it can have a similar result in something which you don't believe in at all So if you see something of that sort which you don't believe in at all at at least if i talk about myself i would like to explore it i would like to see how can that be possible you know if someone tells me for example that a man survived in space without a spacesuit a very random example i don't believe in that but i would be intrigued and i would like to i don't know if i'm giving the right example but I'm just saying that I feel that we would have a similar response to something which is diametrically opposite.
3: Intrigue is something that's I feel inherently a positive reaction to something. But I would say a better analogy might be, say you have had bad experience with, say, say the same thing, like you, you think that space travel is a waste of our tax money. Okay. Suppose you had that opinion. Now, if someone gave you the news that, you know what, someone survived in space without a spacesuit, then you might be less inclined to explore that. Like the intrigue is already a positive emotion. Like I feel so what we need to explore is more of what happens. After, uh, after that, like say you, uh, the polarization happens because of intrigue you, that's probably the first reaction. Like, Hey, what this guy's saying something interesting, or it's something that I've not heard of before. And then before you know it, you go deeper into the rabbit hole. And I feel that is one of the key elements of polarization. The, such an, the attention grabbing part of it, there needs to be a, the intrigue is actually bang on like you there needs to be intrigue as the gateway to polarization
4: is it intrigue or who's speaking it like uh, who is telling you something how much that that plays into you liking something or extremely disliking something rather than that intrigue I mean I'm not uh, I mean I I was was just thinking about uh, about these things if does it Uh, when somebody else in a newspaper you read something that you don't agree with do you tend to listen to them more or and be open-minded or are you more open-minded when somebody close to you is saying something polar opposite opposite because I was I was trying to form an opinion one or the other but I have I have examples of like all everything like there are there are some cases when I tend to agree with a with, with a person who I do not know and therefore is not maybe in front of me and then I'm much more open to exploring what their thoughts are in in the form of an article or a book and uh, that's easier for me but then I also know that if I if I don't agree with the content I can always just close it and it will be done. Like, I don't have to listen to it anymore. And on the other hand, if if, if I'm a, having a conversation with somebody, let, let's, let's say my mother, and she has something different to say, sometimes I'm open to listening to her because she is my mother. And sometimes it is, I get, I get very annoyed that you are so close to me, like we are so similar, and yet you have... St- so polarizing opinions. So, I, I, I'm I not sure what 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 are your guys' thoughts. Does, who's talking or who's stating that opinion, does it matter to you all?
2: If I talk about the sources, I think uh, bang on, Apoorva. Credibility of sources, I'm sure, definitely matters a lot. But I would like to take a step slightly back. Uh, we are, before even talking about consuming information, I think attention is is a prerequisite to, you know, even before we start to consume that information. I'm just trying to relate it to some of the concepts which I might have studied in marketing. A good source or a credible source or a notorious source, even for that matter, whom you know that content may not even have any worth, that also has the ability to, you know, grab your attention. And many of these social media platforms, which you may or may not necessarily follow for its content, still are able to, you know, uh, flourish very well. Uh, I would not uh, like to mention the names of those social media platforms, but there are far many right now during the COVID pandemic time. So uh, I would like to, you know, differentiate our consumption of any information. We might, you know, put a filter after we pay attention to uh, something that, Okay, my attention went in that direction, but I don't want to uh, believe in that or I don't want to uh, necessarily consume that information. But my attention definitely moved there. And that's where a question now comes. Is it ne- only necessary for us to pay attention to those things which we believe in or attention is you know, separate from the fact that we believe in something? Can we pay attention to something and then later realize we don't believe in it?
0: good points there i a couple of things to uh, add and discuss i think the first that's a that's an interesting way you divided paying attention to paying to believing in something the main topic is about uh, attention economy and where our attention goes and where are we are we paying attention to the the things we, which we are comfortable with so that's the main idea now the second part which you discussed is is it believing in something and paying attention to something so believing in something could be related to what we pay attention to. Mostly we pay attention to the things we are exposed to over and over again and that develop our belief system. But the first part of the problem, uh, which is where is our attention going? Is it going in a loop in, in the same things or are we conscious enough to make choices which are expanding our thinking in, in different spheres? But the first part, I think are like I, I don't know. I have started observing this over this year that my attention is kind of trapped into the same activity, the same genre. I'm, I'm consciously trying to be open and to seek out different uh, sources of information. But at the end of the day, the way I look at the world and the way other people look at the world from a with a different belief system, it's completely different. And uh, sometimes I think that that creates a divide and this divide is growing uh over time but the second part of uh, what you mentioned is about atten- paying attention to things and accepting that as a belief system so with the second problem i think yes we are we are paying attention to a lot of things whether it's uh you know i'm looking at how craft videos on instagram but am i accepting or am i am i changing my behavior because of it Probably not. It's just something I'm paying attention to and then getting back and doing my own work. So that that is something which which is just, I think that, that's a waste of my energy at times where, because I'm just paying attention to some very random things and it is not leading me to anything. It's not leading me to any of my goals. That's where, first of all, there is a lack of attention. I don't know about you guys, but with me, I I, I feel that I'm way more distracted uh, nowadays. And uh, when I just compare myself in different phases of life, let's compare when we have a single source of entertainment, which was which was the TV, and we have fixed hours to watch TV, and then we know this is how my how our day structure looks like. And uh, you know, uh, you you have to study, and you have to go out and play with friends, and then you meet friends, and they tell you about different things, and you you're like, wow, there are so many things. Oh, there's, there's this new trend in the market which I never heard of, about. So that's where my most of my exploration was happening. But now, because again, one, one of the fact that we are in a pandemic and we are we, we're not as exposed to new people and new ideas or new circumstances and we have a routine and we are falling into a, a very set routine And I think this is also a factor of as we age, we we tend to form a routine which is most suitable to what we want, right? So once we form that routine, we have this fixed sources of information. This is the channel I will view my news. This is the news, uh, social media feed I'll accept. These are the friends I have. And that way, there's some way we are kind of, a year passes and you look back and you say, what has changed over the year? Am I what is the growth I have experienced as a person? How have I changed? So in the last couple of months, apart from the activities which I'm doing, it's very difficult to define the growth which I'm experiencing. And it's all coming back to where am I paying my attention at? Am I paying my attention to the things which is growing me, which is challenging me, which is something new? Or am I just going deep into one thing which I believe to be true for example I like uh, somebody else can put in say that this is the career choice I've selected I'm just going into it I'm not even exploring would I have some other option or so let me throw it back as a question to anyone who has consciously thought over the last six months or so that they want to do something different or they want to try different things, or they want to pay attention to an hobby, an activity which is completely outside their comfort zone. Maybe this way we can challenge this notion that it is easier to pay attention to what we already believe in. Uh,
4: what you were, what you were talking about? Uh, I mean, I, I was, uh, I was a bit confused. So, for example, uh, when you, when you talked about an attention loop. Were you talking about your, your online behavior or even in your uh, life away from the screen that you you feel like you're stuck in an attention loop?
0: I think my overall activities are stuck like you know um, So for example, I know that I, I have to get up in the morning, this is the activities I'll do, this is my how my office hours are going to look like after that, my attention would go either watching some series or watching some kind of content which is of this similar nature like i would never i would never go out and seek how to play uh, or how, uh, listen to rock music because i'm not a person who listens to rock music or i would never go and google how to you know learn how to make uh, mediterranean food for example Although that, that, that could be a very interesting thing to learn and uh, to grow. Uh, but that's, it's just not in my comfort zone at, at the moment. So that that way we are kind of in a loop. Like this is the activities we have defined ourselves by and we, we are stuck in a circle. And all these social media, all these channels, recommendation system, they're just putting us in the same circle. And the the moments of serendipity where we go and learn something new, completely different, a new perspective of life. I think that is changed. Uh, I mean, that's reduced. So what do you guys think about it? And just now we have a new guest joining us, uh, Trisha Anand. So hi, Trisha. Thanks for joining this podcast. So far, we've been talking about how our attention goes into different places and uh, we like to talk about the point of credibility and our attention is focused on the people we already believe in the sense of authority the sense of social proof but it's a it's a common problem in today's world that we everybody's complaining that we don't have enough time to pay attention to the things we really want to do be it a hobby be it work be it relationships and that is a that is a kind of a different problem like we have all the technology available to us to make our life better but with the same technology we are getting into a space where we have less time to focus on the right things so i want to open up open it up as a question of what do you think of attention do you do you have different strategies where you you are able to f- divide your time or your attention into the right activities and uh, limit yourself uh, from the activities which you don't want to pay attention to. So, let's hear it from everyone what they think about this question. And uh, let me start with Apurvab. Do you have a different behavior on your physical world in the social activities or in or in the digital world where you are more open to different? things or your attention is more divided in the digital world as compared to in the physical world
4: i, I think yes because I, I tend to jump from one thing to another to another to another uh, when i am searching for something or or uh, i'm i'm just browsing that that absolutely happens where i i will hear i will hear some a word and then i will jump onto that trying to see what does that mean or and then from there i'll go to another page to another way something and and i will i will be absolutely distracted sometimes i can't even remember where i started from like what was that first thing that got me into this i won't even remember how i landed up here is, is is what happens and but i think I think I'm much more consistent with what I'm doing when I am not, uh, I am, I'm not browsing or I'm not in front of a screen. I feel like my my behavior is more consistent with who I am when, when I'm not bombarded with everybody's opinion in this entire world.
0: That's a good point. I would uh, want to ask mometha what, uh. It- do you have any strategies to pay attention to the right things and uh, uh, how severe is this problem with you in person where, you see, uh, where you're noticing your behavior is a bit more distracted?
1: I don't know. I mean, I, I'm a little, I'm actually exploring every day and trying to, which is why I suggested that we I mean, do a podcast and have a discussion about this topic because I'm myself struggling with attention a lot. Mm-hmm. Uh, because like like I mentioned, I, I think attention is one of the most limited resources that we have at hand, apart from money and energy and time and all of that. Mm-hmm. So, uh, so I, I think some of the... So like I initially started the podcast with by saying that I... I do have a tendency of paying attention to things I believe in or or things I think which will take me to the next level probably in my career or personal growth, etc. I I think a good way to pay attention to uh, more things or or things that would add more value to your life is to actually sit down and have like a self-introspection where you write down or or journal about what you want to do, what what your... uh, what your goal is in probably the next five years or, or the next couple of years and, and just write down that, okay, this is what I wanna do. So to do this, I need to be good at X, Y, and Z and, and start maybe paying attention to X, Y, and Z instead of uh, just yeah. paying attention to one certain thing. So I, I think it comes down to being open to learning And to being a little more self-aware about uh, where you want to go and what kind of is going to, I don't know, take you to the next level in whatever you think is your priority. could be your career, your relationships, or your personal. uh, So, yeah. So, I, I think being open to learning is the biggest strategy to getting better at paying attention to... Uh, more things or or things that actually add value to your life because unless you're open to learning how do you know what's actually meant to align with something that you believe in or align to your goals etc and it kind of ties back to again one of your podcasts so so yeah that that's my opinion
0: i want to get some thoughts from prisha um do you do you see yourself exploring more nowadays or what is your behavior like do you spend a lot of time exploring uh, for new information on new uh, priorities in life or have you decided on your priorities and you're able to focus on a limited thing or and while doing so do you think you are able to pay attention to the things which you have decided that these are my priorities or these are my goals so just want to take your thoughts on how much of your time goes into exploring on how much your time goes into developing the things you have identified.
6: Um, sure. Uh, so, uh, like, uh, Bhavitha was uh, uh, saying, I I really feel that uh, since we have uh, more time at hand for uh, the mobile or uh, browsing, uh, we we all do spend uh, a little more time. I'm I'm sure studies that support this. Uh. But uh, I uh, uh, overall I feel deciding on uh, priorities and ongoing process. And uh, I, I think uh, every time I uh, think I have decided, uh, I explore more. Uh, so I guess uh, uh, that I have not done yet. Uh, but even uh, when I, I am in a zone where I think that these are my short-term priorities, uh, I, I think I digress. Uh, uh, I digress quite a lot. And uh, uh, I, I think the bigger reason for that is. Uh, that everything right now uh, keeps coming with the, the need for attention, uh, if I may say. Yeah. Uh, but, uh, and everything comes as urgent, uh, be it your job, be it your personal life. So uh, there there are very little choices that you are left with. And uh, when you're doing something where uh, you uh, you do not really want to spend that much effort, you tend to pay less attention. And maybe that is okay. I, I feel... Uh, that if you really want to have a attention span at the time when you really need it, uh, you've got to have uh, uh, some time where you allow yourself to not have
0: attention. That's a very interesting point you mentioned. And I, I have to abstain from saying interesting because I say that word a lot on this podcast. But uh, yes, I do agree Like with the point you said, power of taking decisions. And when we have already our attention divided into so many activities and so many responsibilities. So naturally, when we have our leisure time, then we don't want to explore that much and focus on the things which we already believe in. At the same time, do you think that limits growth? I mean, you said it's okay to not, you know, Push yourself uh, uh, to try other things because you're already occupied with a lot of must-do things. But is it going to be the case throughout our life or would it change uh, as we maybe grow older? I understand the priority change, but would that behavior change that we should, we would want to look at new perspectives and adopt some new
2: habits? So Saransh, uh, your point, and again linking it to something to the previous podcast around how do we know when we are wrong? So you mm-hmm. asked a question to all of us that uh, how do you pay attention to the right things in life? Now that's mm-hmm. where I think, Momita's Mohammed, uh, concept of you know attention being a very limited resource. If I you know compare it with the resource, uh, our attention goes at various places. Again, adding to Trisha's point. But that's when when we invest in some aspect, that's when we realize whether that is something which we we feel is right or wrong, or something which is of priority for us in our lives or not. And uh, while talking to all of you and listening to all of you, I started to think about maybe there are levels to attention. Our preliminary Mm -hmm. attention goes to various things. We might get distracted, like many of you spoke. But... How much investment do we put in those aspects depends on probably our beliefs, like the topic is about, uh, our biases, Mm -hmm. our interest areas, the credibility of source, and maybe the level of attention which we put in those aspects differ. And again, linking it to our uh, first podcast, you know, Life as a Vector, can we say that depending on the higher magnitude of the components which we have in our life vector, that is the level of attention which we will put in those aspects. Uh, I mean, all of this just started coming in.
1: So I, I just a quick thing, because you mentioned levels of attention. So I, I also think that, yeah, there are levels to attention. Like there's something like selective attention where you, let, let's say, for example, there are five people speaking and then you decide to listen to person number three. So that's this kind of selective view. You, you've kind of blurred out the other four people and you're listening to one person. And then there's also something called focused attention. And there are, yeah, so I do agree with you that there are different levels of attention and it kind of is dependent on your priorities. And I hate to say this, but kind of ties back to Maslow's hierarchy of needs that you Yeah, based on the level of need, you also, that kind of aligns with the level of attention that you're uh, spending or paying. So, uh, yeah, so I kind of agree with what you're saying. And I, I would like everyone else to give their thoughts on what they think they pay attention to and where they have selective attention and where they have focused attention and what kind of seems like a decider for all of that.
5: I'll I'll, uh, talk about selective attention, where I decide how to give my attention selectively and stuff like that. So uh, generally in topics like uh, when when I'm talking back with my uh, parents or uh, where, where I have work meetings or something, that is somewhere where it is focused attention. Or like, like this podcast, for example. I think all of us are trying to give our focused attention over here to, to you know, uh, add our thoughts and opinions in a, in a structured manner. So this is where we are giving focused attention. Now, uh, deliberately, there is some time in the day which is reserved, in my day at least, for things where not not only selective attention but it is zero attention but i still do activate those uh, forms of media where like it is probably music or it is uh, some uh, sitcom or it is a youtube channel which i have probably seen everything which is available to see in it so hence it does not require more attention from me But I will still play the same thing again because it is just something uh, to have in the background. So that is where I pay zero attention. Uh, I've also got into this thing where I I do not have uh, the patience to watch anything, uh, a new movie or something like that. I I don't like watching new movies or uh, shows or anything that much right now unless... I'm watching it with someone. Like alone, like I do not like watching movies or shows anymore, new shows. Old ones I still watch, but recently I realized I don't even do that. I pay a t- more attention to, I wouldn't say reality TV, but YouTube channels for some reason, because I don't know. That is just where I'm paying more attention to. So, uh, uh Yeah so I do think that uh, we can decide where we pay more or less attention to because it is our time and energy. Now when I pay zero attention to something I am most of the time doing something else which requires attention but I just need something in the background going on. I don't know why that is. I mean anyone can go figure but uh, usually I'm cooking or something like that and it is just a form of entertainment in the background so that does not require my attention if i am uh, reading the news or watching news or something like that that is given some partial attention in my in my perspective at least from me and uh, depending on my interest then in the in the in the topic of the news i i further either dig into it or i just let it slide for example uh, my major source of input right now is uh, not television or any channels or news channels or entertainment channels but it's a it's an app which i use it's instagram mm-hmm. so the good thing about these present times is that instagram is not just about entertainment right now i mean it could be entertainment but there are many uh, news channels or Uh, educators or you know even professors of certain topics who are becoming much more active on Instagram and are more available to me someone who wouldn't have access to them before I don't know if it's because of the pandemic or if it's just a natural growth of how the digital uh, uh, platform is developing so I mean it's a great thing and it is something which where you can follow like hundreds of things and pages and stuff and decide uh, you decide i decide to follow them but after that the information they provide is something which is not in my control anymore so i'm not sure if it is everything i believe in but it is there is some authenticity or genuinity to the source which I have already you know decided upon that I believe it is a genuine source and therefore I will let information flow in from there whether I believe in it or not is something which comes later and I may not even be conscious of it I may start believing in something just because I have more access to it so as uh, uh, like personally I do put in efforts to have access to a lot of resources, to a lot of different things, just so that I have that constant input because I do like more information. I like having a lot of information. It sometimes gets into a negative thing. Where it's an overload, but I still like having a lot of information. So I just have these channels open to me which give me a lot of information. Some of them are about... Uh, Uh, eating healthy some of them are about uh, fitness some of them are about news some of them are about art so it is just a constant flow and some of the other time it just clicks it can be in the present or it can be in the future so that is how I like to spend my attention at least on a digital platform Uh, Coming to things like coming across a billboard or something like that, it is very, very low right now because I'm not really going out. But, you know, crossing a street or seeing an advertisement or uh, seeing a billboard or going to a bookstore and probably some topic catching my eye, there is some element of uh, people designing it in a way which can either make it eye-catching For someone who never even thought about it. Or it will be eye-catching only to people who already go looking for it. Again, that is another topic. But yeah, that is how I divide my attention among different things.
3: The point you uh, bring up about... You were talking about like you cannot watch new uh, things... Or like a, a commitment basically, a commitment to a show or a movie, but whereas the small Instagram-sized bite-sized stuff is probably easier, and that is prob—is that uh, to clarify, more and Akshay, do you—is that what you guys mean by selective attention versus focused attention? So is this an example of selective attention here? I
5: like to jump like, in over here. Sorry, okay. you can finish your question. But yeah, I just want to clarify that uh, like with uh, like movies and shows, it's more of, I consider them to be a form of entertainment right now. And I'm, I'm not less entertained by the absence of them. It's just that I don't need new forms of entertainment as such because I get my, inter- I mean, news itself is entertainment to me right now. It is dramatic. It is uh, comical. It is everything right now. So... Uh, It is a pretty good form of entertainment. So, and coming to the other point that, you know, the Instagram bite-sized form of information and stuff like that. I do like that. But it is is, uh, not a smaller rabbit hole, like you put it. If I choose to, it can go into a very, very big chain and stuff like that. Because it's not... I mean, people could have their websites linked over there. People have these long uh, videos posted there of of an hour-long lecture or something like that. So I think it's not uh, restricted to a bite-sized form of information. But uh, yes, it does allow me with a very good abstract summary at the top of it that this is what might come in the future. And if interested, you can go in and look at it. Coming to new TV shows and uh, movies, I consider it a form of entertainment which I would like to have with uh, with people around me. I don't necessarily like to watch new movies or TV shows just, just because I'm interested. I don't do that anymore.
3: I see. So, one thing I've definitely heard is the reason why everything needs, uh, you talked about news becoming a form of entertainment or basically Instagram being a good abstract summary to decide if you want to get deeper into something or not. And I've heard different things about this, it's like uh, we have become our tolerance for this sort of sensationalism or bite-sized information in a lot of information packed in a little space has increased. So, so things need to be more over the top. They need to be more attention grabbing for us to pay attention now. And the way to detox yourself through all of this is to actually allow yourself to get bored. Like if you get, if you're sitting, uh, if you want to pay attention to something, you will probably need to stop or sit away from things for a while. Like you will need to let your mind just wander. And then probably it gets a little, it's, it's a sort of a detox in that direction. Like if you constantly consume small, if I, I, I do this all the time. I watch YouTube videos one after the, after the other, and there's, I feel there is a cost. I feel that there is a cost associated with switching context every time with a YouTube video, and at the end of the day you're like, bah whatever. I don't want to invest my time into something like say you spend two hours learning music production or whatever. It's I probably do not have the energy. And this is just an easier form of grabbing attention. But if you're bored. Like the day I actually do a screen detox, I find myself more uh, attuned to actually spending like three, four hours just playing one riff on the guitar, trying to learn it. I find myself being able to do that. But on days when I have access to my phone or things like that, I find myself less capable of doing that.
5: Uh, Yes, I do agree that, you know, uh, having constant, constant access to the phone or your laptop, I mean, it's become an extension of our arms. Like some people would say it 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 can drive us into a a state where it literally, it uh, figuratively paralyzes you because you are just, you're just, it's just something which is going on and you're not either paying attention to it, even if it is something which could be interesting to you like music production, but when you shut it off, you do spend more time actively doing the thing you're interested in. So I I do think that um, it can paralyze the media. Uh, So much information can be paralyzing and it does happen quite often uh, with me too. But then again, I try to not, Pay attention to the things which I'm doing for a long amount of time. That's why, you know, deliberately I have things going on which I do not have to pay attention to. It's just going on in the background. But somehow in the, like something is going on because you need some form of entertainment. That is why it's there.
2: I mean, I I just wanted to add one thing to what Karthik and Mamata were speaking earlier. Uh, I, I frankly don't know theory around, you know, different types of attention. But when I was referring to the levels of attention, I was basically talking about, you know, maybe giving attention superficially to, say, a billboard to actually following that billboard and, you know, contacting that number to understand more ki, achha, what, do you, what did you mean by that phrase which was written on that billboard and then following it up to understand the services which they provide and eventually uh, consuming those services. So uh, by level of attention, I was talking about that and the foot-in-the-door strategy which is being followed across nowadays to you know grab people's attention that hey this is something which i'm doing or this is something which i have this is something which i want your attention about and uh, that's a very different uh you know thing which you brought out karthik uh and jyoti for that matter about you know not doing anything well i well my opinion is slightly different but i do agree that Sometimes you do get exhausted by, you know, spending so much of the attention resource um, that even if you know something is important, you are unable to, you know, pay attention, be it in a classroom or for that matter, a lecture, online lecture, which you might be doing, or for that matter, even work or your family at a point of time, if you've had a long day or a heavy day at work. So I do agree that there can be fatigue if you spent a lot of your attention at things which may not necessarily be of importance. And that's where I think prioritizing that resource, where you put it in a day, might actually help someone.
1: So just a quick thing. I, I, I think it kind of ties back to whatever we started discussing about, right? About what we tend to pay attention to, et cetera, et cetera. I personally think that, I mean, me and probably most of you guys on the call, I I think we all have a tendency to pay attention to anything that is either aligned with our beliefs or is an extension of confirmation bias or is kind of uh, fulfilling a very urgent need that you have at that particular time or... uh, you are paying attention to something which is instilling some kind of emotion in you or you're paying attention to something which is extremely novel. For example, coronavirus, right? We are all paying attention to it because it's so new. Not anymore. It's been seven months, but yeah. So I think just coming back to one of the initial questions that Saran shared, right? That what are or, or should be some of our strategies to kind of pay attention in a better way. So I think we should kind of keep all these factors aside and start, it, it again comes back to the power of now. We should all kind of forget about biases and and what aligns with our belief or what is going to happen tomorrow and, and kind of focus on, I think that's what you were also going after, Akshay when you mention about family, right? So I think the best way to kind of get better at paying attention is to kind of focus on what is happening around you at the moment and just, yeah, focus on the now. That's that's what Eckhart Tolle in his book, Power of Now, also mentioned that kind of focus on what is happening around you and, and stop being so uh, obsessed about the bias, or what has happened previously, or what is going to happen tomorrow, or etc. Cetera, etc. Cetera. So, I I think one strategy again reiterating because I think it's it's very very important. So we need to keep right, reiterating not just in this podcast but in many other uh, podcasts that we have. That it's very important to pay attention to what is happening right now. Be in the moment. Be present in the moment. And forget about the physical need, your name, your emotion, the novelty or your bias. And yeah, that, that would probably be a good way of paying attention logically. And then, yeah, so those are just some of my thoughts around this topic.
2: A smaller aspect, uh, I just wanted to add to what, Mamata, you were mentioning. I think uh, if you ask me, it might you know be difficult to pinpoint what you need to pay attention to in your life because that would be a limiting approach you want to obviously grow and learn so maybe uh like i what i would you know try to do now is to identify what i should not waste my time you know putting my attention to
1: but wouldn't that be wouldn't that also be limiting that if if you start uh thinking about what you should not pay attention to is equally limiting as what you should pay attention to
2: Right. That is a good point, but uh, why I say this uh, is because that is something which I've already invested time in and have realized that that takes a lot of my time without, uh, you know, making me achieve my priorities during the day or in my life. That's that's why I, that's where I'm coming from. Um, hmm. Obviously, we do indulge I, in.
1: Hmm. Well, I think it again kind of ties back to sunk cost policy, and because you just mentioned that line, right? What should I pay my attention to and what should I invest in? Blah, blah, blah. So, yeah, so I I have done all of this and I have, you know, whatever you're saying, paid attention to things that I think I should be doing and haven't paid attention to things I should not be doing, which is why I think that both the sides are kind of the parts of the same coin both ways you're kind of limiting your choices and limiting your learning aspect and your growing aspect so which is why I, I say that we should kind of be present and stop thinking about the have to's and don't have to's and yeah so but yeah I'm, I'm open to listening to what you guys have to say
2: yeah so my, my thought was primarily around the other side of the coin probably Momita, if I take that same analogy but uh, yeah I think I'm still exploring.
0: Yeah, me too. Today I was out in the park and I saw a dog running around the park without any any fear, any care, and he was just happy. And we were sitting and thinking about this could go wrong, that this is what's happening, this is our anxiety, this is our worries. The dog was just running and chasing a, a ball. And we were looking at the dog and like, Dogs can say happy under any circumstances. They are so present to what is happening around them. And I was like, "Wow, exactly. like that is true. Wow, that they're like uh, so lucky that they don't uh, the plan or try to bring in anxiety about what's going to happen in the future, what what has happened in the past." They're just like hyper aware of whatever is happening in in the surrounding. And we wish that we had that kind of uh, focus uh, at that point.
1: I'm sorry to uh, interrupt you, but it's very interesting that you brought up the word focus because that was going to be one of my questions, that how do you guys differentiate between focus and attention? Because I think they're very misunderstood and they're misconceptions and people kind of try to think that focus is equal to attention, blah, blah, blah. But, but I think they're very different things and because you mentioned focus, I, I, I was thinking that maybe we could have thoughts from everyone present in the podcast today about what they think is kind of the difference between focus and attention and if one thing is more important than the other.
4: Focus is, um, is a longer form of attention. When I say longer, it, it, it generally spans days or months and attention generally spans up to hours is my thinking in time but uh, but i don't uh, i mean i i don't know the two entirely different meanings of it focus. does require a certain
5: amount of focus because um, So what I feel is that maybe focus is inside the, if in a Venn diagram, it is the attention is the bigger circle and focus is within it. So it is the more, uh, like to pay, to have focus on something, you need to pay attention to it. And then it is the more uh, conscious, constant uh, engagement with the topic is what I would say.
2: Just relating to what Jyoti said, all of us, many of us being engineers here, if I take an analogy of optics, uh, attention is where you move your binocular towards, and focus is where you actually, you know, basically focus and look into it and see things more clearly, if I may, you know, put it simpler, in a simpler manner. Uh, in my understanding, I would uh, relate it to the level of attention that you've attention is more towards the direction and focus is more towards the magnitude or the investment which you give in that direction.
3: I agree. Focus is intense. Focus is defined by the intensity of the attention. Like, it is easier to grab my attention than to grab my focus like and it will like one is a prerequisite why though
1: don't you uh, think the reasons for both are the same
3: ah um, so no not really like I I feel focusing on something requires more of uh, how do I put this intent this more intent or more conscious effort into focus than attention like uh, this to grab attention is probably the first step to getting me focused on something so like you will call just as a crude example, you would call them attention-grabbing headlines, not focus-grabbing headlines. And if I call something a focus-grabbing headlines, you would internally con- have a different connotation of it. Like, it's a it's a phrase that's probably not used anywhere. But if I said the phrase, focus-grabbing uh, headline, then it has a different connotation. What, what does it invoke in you when it says something... So you can grab only your attention. So it's like in to put Akshay's analogy, like someone's asking you to look there. Hey, look there. But focus is how intently or how intensely you're looking.
4: I would say, I would say rather than intensity, I, I agree to all of that. I feel like how focus is different and why focus is different is because. Uh, you call something a focus when you are expecting something out of it. So when you're expecting something out of your attention, for example, to uh, if if grabbing a taking an example, even of a billboard or the binoculars that we were talking about, attention is to just look at it and focus is when you actually take an action on what's written on a billboard or what they're asking you to do and then you 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 focus or then you can call it a focus when you're expecting something out of that activity or that attention that you just paid yes that's what i'm that's what i'm thinking about you are taking the example of the binoculars it's pointing it in a in a direction is a diff is you you focus it to actually look at something.
0: I agree with Apoorva on this one. I think uh, she's got it. She's narrowed it down. Uh, and yeah, even I think uh, focus is more outcome oriented. Also to the part of Akshay, I think that also adds to it. When you pay attention to something for a long time uh, to get something out of it, that is focus. Uh, the, the context in which we use the word focus is more um, prolonged and uh, outcome-driven out, outcome uh, as compared to attention. And we, we covered a lot of things in today's podcast. Uh, we Our attention went over a lot of different topics in the different segments of what attention can be. We looked at uh, how you define, uh, like, where is our attention going? Is it a problem? Is how do we pay attention better to certain things? The level of attention, uh, the difference between uh, focused attention and diffuse attention, and uh, what makes uh, information source credible enough so that we pay attention to it. So there's a lot of things we covered in today's podcast. I would, I would ask something which we have already talked about, and I think from this, I've, I've, I've got a sense that there is a massive trade-off if you try to focus on one thing uh, it's like being a specialist or being a journalist right so if you focus on one thing then you make a trade off that you're not exploring the world in in its other forms but but you're more likely to get the results or get to the destination where you want to go by focusing on the limited activities yes mometha there there is a trade off like when we select only a handful uh, of tasks and then we we might feel that we might have missed out on bigger opportunities or other opportunities. But definitely, if we want to move towards something, we have to focus our attention to something. Now, I'll I'll get back to the topic where we started this conversation. I've covered a lot. So, is it easier to pay attention to what we believe in? And with this, I I have a I have a question, a hypothetical situation. Uh, and let's see what you think about this. Have you ever read a book which was completely different to what you believe in and you have changed your behavior because of that book? Or it could be a source of information. Like you've accepted a piece of information and you're like, what is this? What I don't agree to this at all. But now over time, you're like, well, yes, I think there is some merit to what that author is saying or is talking about. Or do you you just find it easier to, okay, this book, I like this book because it says what I believe in and I would just continue with my habits. Has there been a massive change in your behavior based on some book? Uh, Let's start with Trisha on this, this one. Have you ever read a book which was completely out of your comfort zone and did you change because of it?
6: Okay. (laughs) No, so I I, I was just uh, thinking that, uh, uh, you know, sometimes I feel uh, that uh, things that require less attention get more of my focus. So, uh, uh, maybe uh, when I start reading uh, Malgudi Days, uh, I I, I like it. Uh, I think uh, uh, just because uh, it is so simple and it is so uh, next door uh, that uh, I love doing that. Uh, not not just things that I believe in but things that uh, really make me feel good. I, I think at the end of uh, it, the whole uh, idea is about uh, uh, you know things that make you feel good is uh, what you like to do. So, so yeah. Uh, uh, and I, I don't know, I think it's too late in the, the day to bring this out, but I feel uh, not just uh, things which uh, 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 we believe in get our attention, but I feel uh, we do not believe. Talking, also get our attention equally. So uh, you know, I, I don't know if we have discussed this before I joined, but uh, yeah, that that's uh, uh, that's my broad uh, understanding of the topic.
0: And just to add to that, has have you ever changed your behavior because of the things which you don't believe in, but you, this this is new information presented to you and like well, this is absurd. But okay, if this is the truth, then I would change myself.
6: I think that it happens very rarely because, uh, you know, uh, in, uh, I really feel that uh, uh, a lot of uh, solidifying in your uh, brains of ideas happens in a very early stage. So uh, changing uh, based on something new uh, happens uh, rarely as you grow up. But yeah, it does happen. Why not? I mean, uh, I think Till I did not see there was a big thing, I did not believe it was. So, uh, yeah, I think uh, things change. Uh, we, we take some time, but uh, it does happen. It does happen. I, uh, I think uh, I started believing in uh, uh, a few ideas after I met you. I guess uh, there are things that can be
0: I, I, the reason I formed this question, because attention is uh, related to influence and influence is related to behavior. So there's a there's a chain of thoughts which connects attention to what we get influenced by and that influence result in our change in uh, habits and behaviors. So coming uh, to everyone, I have to the question which we're talking about. Did you ever read a book which changed your behavior, which you didn't believe in, uh, like, didn't initially thought it was what you usually believe in?
4: I wouldn't say, uh, I wouldn't say book, actually, it's, um, uh, I would say that what, what my parents are telling me 10 years ago, I feel like I'm coming back to that, and understanding why they were saying what they were saying, and then changing my behavior of last 10 years to to actually realize what they were saying was right in in some cases so i wouldn't say book but yes there are there are some things that my parents have been telling me for in the they were telling me 10 years ago that i am i'm changing my behavior because i have seen when i don't behave like that what what happens so not a book but yes i have i have come to that
5: um yeah i would like to add aware so i wouldn't say it was something which i did not believe in and this book changed my opinion on it but it is something which i wasn't even aware of and this book changed my opinion on it um it's a book by rolf Dobelli. it's called the art of thinking clearly it it again it it talks about a lot of things and I, to be honest, I cannot say I've read it 100% still because um, in just two or three sides of a page, this author can totally shatter your perception about something which you believe in and make you understand why what, what you're thinking or how and why you're thinking about things in a certain way is not... The best way to go about things, if if you want to, you know, constantly evolve or grow or anything like that, because there are it it uh, the book it talks about a lot of biases, a lot of um, uh, fallacies and uh, things which uh, occur when any any human being is going, going about their daily, you know, routine or life or something and interacting with new people. And the very, very uh, usual and common uh, ways of thinking which you can get into, but probably you can be more aware of it and try to avoid it in the future. If you are someone who is make going to make, you know, Definitely, if you're going to uh, be making important decisions in the future, which could impact your uh, business or your relationships or things like that. Because, uh, again, humans are emotional beings. So you need to disassociate with the emotion and logic at some point of time to be able to make important decisions. So that is a book which which changed my opinions.
2: I just wanted to add uh, to her point. Um, that uh, more than, you know, changing my beliefs, uh, like she was also mentioning, there have been instances where I have come across something which I did not know about. I think those instances have been more because uh, for me to not believe in something, I'll have to know about it. I'll have to know about it. I'll have to read about it. And then, then I'll have to say that I do not believe in this. Um, Just to give a small example, people who say they are atheists, they know about uh, the belief which other people have in God, and then they choose to uh, be in the atheism side of it, while uh, agnostic people are those who don't know, and they keep themselves in that category. So. Just a comment, uh, just a commentary from my opinion on uh, some of the thoughts with Jyoti shared.
0: It is a very broad topic that we tried to uh, question today. So, final thoughts from Karthik and Mohammed about uh, they accepting or they learning about something new which has changed their belief system.
3: Okay. um, So, I actually uh, the biggest thing that I've taken away from today is actually Akshay's point about intrigue like and when I think about um, something that's changed my beliefs I'm now I'm actually re-questioning myself that if I if it was because I didn't actually believe in it or because I was intrigued by the concept so much that uh i i like okay le- to take a more concrete example the book i'm referring to is this f- harry potter fan fiction it's called harry potter and the methods of rationality so it changed the way i looked at worlds and i think the reason was because i expected it going in, going into it it would be some super silly fan fiction but it wasn't that it was uh it talks about uh, different the different ways of looking at things how to evaluate things properly how do you know how to know when you're wrong all of those things and I feel yeah so that was one of the books that changed but now that I'm thinking of it it didn't really change my beliefs as much as it did open new horizons so to speak to open new ways of thinking about things and it did it did have the like jyoti was talking about her book like in the first two three pages the author changes your perspective about things it's it's this book has the same sort of uh mechanism where it grabs you grabs your attention uh and keeps it there for within the first few pages so it's and and so in that way it is intriguing yeah so yeah so i feel that is one of those books that has changed my or opened new horizons in the way i look at the world
1: okay i'm, I'm gonna I, I don't know if i'm digressing or but but i know that you were gonna come to me with this question because yeah so i i just wanted to mention you you all know about mike tyson and he had mentioned once that everyone has a plan till they get punched in the face and that kind of I, I was just reminded of that because when you were asking us, right, that which book have you read or something that you read which was different from what you believe in and has really changed your life. So I, I think it is so I can't really think of something that I read, but I, I think it's very important for us to kind of again, I'm gonna reiterate because I think I can't do it enough because it's so important that we have to be in the now and then uh, keep allowing ourselves to get punched in the face because when we do allow that, our true north and our true internal compass comes out, right? And that kind of takes us to the direction where we should pay attention to as opposed to what we are choosing to pay attention to, which kind of is dependent or is a function of our bias or what we believe in or what we think socially is correct or culturally is correct. So so yeah, I just wanted to kind of leave you guys with this, that I think all of us should be in the now and kind of be open to opportunities. and. Uh, even if we have to get punched in the mouth, because it's going to allow your true identity and your true compass to come up and and re- and, and surface up. And that's probably going to take you to the actual direction that you should pay attention to as opposed to what you have been paying attention to based on just some bias or some families you've been listening to or, or ideologies coming from your, I don't know, ancestors or your families, etc, cetera, etc. Cetera. So yeah, I just wanted to kind of leave you guys with that thought. And, and I think that's something to think about. And that's what I was after when I proposed that this is a topic that we should be discussing about because every third person that I speak to is constantly complaining about how they're finding it very difficult to pay attention to what actually matters and what is going to add value to their life so i think it's extremely relevant and
0: that's that's an excellent thought to and conclude this podcast uh, with and uh, we're coming a full circle where we start with the question and we ending with the circle but we have digressed and explored a lot of different branches about attention about beliefs about types of tension and whatnot so Thanks a lot. Uh, This has been a mind-opening discussion for me and uh, just exploring a lot of aspects about attention. And uh, yeah, I think uh, listeners would get something new from this uh, discussion for sure. So thanks a lot, guys. Uh, At this point, I would just uh, conclude (laughs) uh, with what you guys talked about. It was uh, regarding credibility, social proof, strategies about better paying attention and the power of now and uh i mean okay there are so many things to talk about so i would just i was like to thank you for your uh image particip- participation and uh providing a lot of different perspectives on this problem i hope to see you in another podcast thanks